There have always been two John Miltons, the prophet and the scholar, the radical and the know-it-all. In fact, that's not quite true, or at least it's somewhat too simple. Better to say that since I first read Paradise Lost and began to think about his poetry, I have had these two John Miltons in mind. I don't necessarily love or like or admire or respect one of them, the prophet or the scholar, more than the other. And I don't exactly find it easier to imagine one than the other, though I do have times and moods when one dominates and distracts me from his curious doppelganger. I don't want to let go of either of them, and yet I have no idea how to keep them together, whether to place them side by side or try to make them occupy the same place in my mind. Part of the problem with trying to place the two Miltons is that both are, as I find myself imagining them, utterly out of place. Distinct though they are from one another, both are in different ways, to use one of Milton's own favourite words, transported, literally carried beyond the confines of themselves, whether by divine forces or by bubblings of recollection. Seated at home in their respective chairs in the Buckinghamshire village of Chalfont St Giles, whether sleeping or waking, the two Miltons are at the same time profoundly displaced, exploring the realms of inspiration or of memory. And if the two Miltons are in different ways both in and out of place, they are no less in and out of time. On the one hand, quite precisely located at this point in the early 1660s. On the other hand, locked in ecstatic communion with someone else altogether with the remembered past, with the words of ancient writers dead for centuries, or with the timeless and eternal divine. 